Welcome to another episode of the Fearless Launching Show. I'm your host, Anne Samoylov, and today I'm going to be doing something that I've done a few times before. Y'all seemed like you liked it, and I know not everyone gets over to Facebook. So what I'm doing is pulling some of my videos over the next couple of weeks that you may or may not have seen live and sharing those with you here. Today, we're talking about list building for your launch. So head on over if that sounds interesting to you. Hi, I'm Ann Samoylov, and I've helped some of the biggest online entrepreneurs and business owners have successful six and seven figure product launches. By working in the trenches offline to produce movies, TV shows, video games, I've discovered so many different ways to launch creative ideas. And the question is, do you have to copy what your guru says in order to have a successful launch? Do you have to use their done-for-you system in order to have success, in order to achieve your goals in business? I say no. This is the Fearless Launching Show featuring myself and an ongoing cast of characters, friends who join me in discussing business, launching, life, and balancing it all and having an amazing time doing it. Let's get into today's episode. Let's just dig into this. So the question today is, we're really going to be just talking about list building for your launch and how that is different from list building just to grow your list. Um, I actually think that if you always think in terms of what you're building your list for, you're in a much better position rather than just putting up a newsletter box like, hey, join my newsletter. I feel like if you already know who you're building that list for so that you can serve them in a specific way, even if you don't have anything you want to sell them yet, I do think you always want to think, what is that end result? What do I want to give to those people? Where am I, where am I taking them on this journey? So even though I'm saying list building for your launch, I'm kind of always list building for my launch, but I do think that um, there's some things that we can do right now better all of us and there are mistakes that we're making super easy to fix i know because every time i when i went down through this list i was like dang that's me i'm actually going to take off my glasses because it's easier for me to see without them this close all right so welcome to those of you who joined us um i'm going to just dive right in and today you know really ask yourself have you ever thought of launching or ever had a launch where you're like, okay, there are literally crickets. No one's here. No one's paying attention. No one's signing up for my stuff. I can't email my wait list because I have no one on my wait list. Um, Maybe you're worried that that's going to happen to you. And I totally get it. I mean, it can happen if you don't give yourself enough time to warm people up and get them there. So, um, Today, we're going to really be talking about just four things. So first of all, we're going to dive into those six mistakes that everyone can fix. And if you want to leave a comment, I want to know if you're here. So we're going to talk about those six mistakes that everyone can make and everyone can fix in the same day. Then we're going to talk about how long before your launch you should be building your list. This is when I get 
a lot. And there is an answer for this. Um, we're also going to be talking about the truth about the size of your list and making more sales. Um, and I may rant here and there about getting out of your own way. But let's first just go back and dive into these mistakes, because I think that with mistakes, we learn right when with mistakes we get our to-do list with our mistakes we have our we're maybe like a direction where we can choose to get better in that direction or not so first of all the first main mistake that i think that is so common to make is that you are creating something that doesn't actually line up or lead to whatever you're going to be launching and if you know what you're going to be launching and if you have an idea of a product a service something in your business maybe it's even six months from now will make sure that that thing that you create that freebie that that resource and that some or that somehow in the emails that you're going to send when someone joins your list it will actually lead them to the thing i am going to share an example of a, of a client who she was in fearless launching and she and i had a conversation about her list now she I'm not going to use her name. Um, it's interesting. There's a lot of artists, a lot of therapists, a lot of coaches, a lot of artists, different different types of people in fearless launching. But so this woman, she was struggling because her main opt-in was doing really well. But and she's a, she's a therapist, so it was about one sort of condition, um, and but her product was actually about a completely different condition and the thing she was going to be taking people through was a completely different condition now sometimes people who had that one condition or issue or challenge also had that second challenge in their in whatever she was going to be offering but if that person doesn't have that condition or that challenge they might actually be annoyed. And in fact, she actually came across that with some of her clients who said, well, just because this happens in my family does not mean that's happening. So you wanna be really clear on leading people directly to the thing. Don't just assume because someone signs up for this that they're gonna want that, unless this is kind of like part of that. Now I go a little bit more into this in, um, there's actually a list building bonus that I just rewatched and I'm redoing it. But one of the pieces to this is actually giving people, I'm going to just tell you, giving people an intro. Think of your resource as an intro to the thing you're going to be selling. I'm pointing over there like your thing is over there, your course, your program, your piece of art. It's over there. Can't you see it? <laughs> okay. So that's one thing. Number two, you're not this is the second mistake you don't give a clear outcome for someone whatever you've created is amazing it's beautiful but there's no simple obvious or direct thing that they're going to get out of it the most the best performing opt-ins the ones that actually build your list and lead those people directly to what you're going to be selling have that clear obvious outcome it just is the case and just like you want to choose something that's an intro think of something that's a a thing they need to solve before they say yes to working with you or buying your product um, and this may be a little bit different for um, physical product creators but but still if if the, there needs to be a clear outcome okay 
So that's number two. Yes, that was number two. <laughs> number three, if you guys have questions as we're going along, definitely let me know so that I can see those questions. Um, I see a few of you are there, some people coming in and out. Um, so let me know. So this, the third thing is actually one that's really common. It's one that I'm actually currently making and I need to get better at. These, these are all things that we can all get better at, okay? And that is consistent sharing. So this is why I actually like to turn anything in my business that I possibly can into a system. Here we go, this is rant time, okay? Because I can't be dependent on to not be having a bad day and then not feel like promoting myself or talking about myself, or maybe it's busy with homeschooling stuff, or maybe I'm just, I don't know, I'm just getting in my own way. So get out of your own way and start creating some systems that actually lead people to your launch. Don't, don't depend on yourself, depend on the system. So create that system. And after you've created something that you know, people, once they see it, they get some sort of result from it or they have a clear outcome and then lead them right to what you're gonna be launching. Just get out of your own way. Don't, don't do the leading yourself, let the system do the leading. Um, also, this consistent sharing could be as simple as, you know, you get your opt-in up, you put some, you put like a bunch of um, messages inside your Meet Edgar or Buffer app. I use Meet Edgar because I have promotional categories inside Meet Edgar. And if you don't know who that is, the, what that is, I used to work with Laura Roeder, the founder of Meet Edgar. So make sure to go check them out. They've got some amazing stuff happening. They've got like Meet Edgar University now. Okay. We'll talk about that later, but that's amazing. Um, so consistent sharing can look like that. It can look like setting an alarm on your, or actually scheduling something in Planoly to go out weekly to promote your opt-in or to go up on stories every other day. These are the things that have to happen consistently. Okay. Um, and systems are all, I'm all about systems because then you can get out of your own way. Dude, I'm just gonna say, Catherine, seriously, right? Um, get out of my own way. Okay, so the next thing that I wanna say, this is another mistake, is, you know, it's interesting. So we've all heard about content upgrades, right? I love me a content upgrade. I was making them like a maniac. You know, you, you create your blog post or your video or your podcast, and you put a download that's a that kind of is like something related. It's like a one sheet, one pager type of thing. It could be more. I've seen Amy Porterfield do tons of those. And now I love those. However, they're hard. They, I mean, unless you've got a really consistent way of sharing your stuff, you're going to forget you have them because I have. And sometimes I'll go back to edit old blog posts and I'm like, oh man, I didn't even know I had this. So when I, when I think about a big mistake, I think that you should have one core thing that you are using to build your launch list. Okay. So for me, how does that look? Since 2012, I've been offering a launch toolkit. 
Actually, it was a launch toolkit. Then I realized I wanted to pare that down, make it even simpler. And so I created a worksheet and now I have like a little planner. And guess what? I've even pulled back even and simplified it even more and have a roadmap now. But they're all the same content that I just kind of kept pulling back on. So I think that, you know, I know it's great to have all the value on your podcast, your posts, but this is why I've stuck to one thing for so long because I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to mention that, mention that opt-in at the bottom of every podcast post or my show notes. I'm going to mention that in all my show notes. I mentioned that at the bottom of my emails. That's what I do. It makes it easy to share the thing if you only have one or two things to share. Another person who was a client for a short period of time, um, and she does this amazingly well, she has like a few. So I don't think it's, I think it's okay to have a few, but she has a few core, and that's Denise Duffield Thomas. And she, she has them strategically placed in her posts, you know, whatever's related to that post. So she might have her manifest money in 24 hours, or there's some other ones that she uses as well. And so think about, you know, maybe you have two or three different opt-ins, but that is it. And then every single post just leads people to that thing. Um, not to say that you can't make those content upgrades, but you're going to forget about them because I have. I, and I, I mean, I'm taught, you're talking about a blog. I have a blog that like started in 20. 10, maybe 2009. I'm like, uh, what happened back then? Like, I still am finding things from just a couple years ago, moving from Infusionsoft and like forms that are no longer working and stuff like that. So that kind of stuff you want to think about. Dude, I love it, Catherine. <laughs> Thank you for messaging. That keeps me going. Um, Okay, so the last two things that I want to talk about, the last two mistakes. So the first one is you give up too quickly because you think it's not working or you think, oh, well, no one's on my wait list. No one's getting on. Uh, no one's getting on my main opt in that's supposed to be teasing people into my launch. OK, I call it my launch leaking method, which sounds a little bit depends ish, but or poise. <laughs> Sorry, somebody was telling me about poise today. It's funny um, that I work that in. Um, but the reason why we're often giving up too quickly, because we, we kind of feel like it's not working. And that's the problem. Our feelings are getting us in control. So instead of feeling like it's not working, how about you go and actually look and see how many people are getting to the page? How many people are signing up on your page? How many people are then landing on the thank you page. Some of these things you can find out without even setting up anything difficult. You know, you don't have to set up Google goals or anything like that. Just find out, okay, so how many people landed on my opt-in page? How many people actually ended up on my list? If that number is that that number will help you find your conversion rate, then you might be able be thinking, well, maybe there's something wrong with my opt-in page or maybe i need to maybe there's something wrong with that headline so give yourself a chance to find out what actually is happening um maybe you've been just sharing it on instagram and maybe that's not the place where your ideal customer lives maybe you need to be sharing it someplace else or maybe you know there's so many maybes so look at every single element 
of what you're sharing and how you're sharing it and where you're sharing it and to who and how you're saying it before you say, oh, well, this isn't going to work. No one liked this. No one wanted this. No one. Sorry. No. Look at the data. This is where we get in trouble as we listen just to our feelings. Um, the final mistake is that we're not experimenting. Okay. So along with that data, along with like looking and seeing what's happening, you also want to leave room for surprises to happen. And I, I'm all, I'm all about, um, like once you see where people are coming from, that's great. Make sure that you're getting really consistent there, sharing your opt-in and building your list there. But then you get to experiment in other places. And I think multiple touch points is the reason why, you know, yes, you focus on one platform to start with, make sure you know it's working, but I'm all about just trying it in different places because that's the nature of social media and the nature of us as consumers. We're going from one thing to the next. So imagine I'm over on Instagram. And I'm looking for something and then I'm like, you know, I need like a printable. I want to like, I want, I, let's say, oh, here's a good one. Let's say I'm looking at um, planners and I'm thinking, oh, I really want that. I really love that planner, but I, you know, that little insert there. I love that quote. I'm going to go find a better quote that fits me. And so what do I do? I go over to Pinterest and then I find the thing and then I end up over on Etsy. And then maybe that actually brings me over to YouTube for some weird reason. And then maybe I end up back in this Facebook group um, where I'm a part of this minimal planning group. And I realize they have the exact layout that I want. Like, so it's so random sometimes. So yes, track your data and also be willing to layer on other places where you can share that thing that you've created that leads people directly to the launch. Um, now, some of this is stuff that, um, these, are, these are actually points I didn't share, but a couple weeks ago, I, and this is why I'm even doing a list building Facebook Live today, is that I, a couple weeks ago, was asked by Marie Forleo to do a Facebook, not a Facebook Live, but a Zoom Live for the B-Schoolers. And it was about list building. And I thought, oh, well, that's fun. And so from that, I came up with these new mistakes that I realized people were making. But I want to know what you're doing to build your list. Um, hey, Andrea. It's so funny. I can't like like any of these. I'd love to know what you're doing to build your launches. Um, and I'm going to, as you tell me what you're doing and what kind of opt-in you have and how, how often you share it, if ever, Catherine, you're so funny. Um, so let's just go to the next question that the next thing I wanted to share with you today. And that is how long before you launch, should you be building your list? Well, there's no earliest time to start building the list um, with something that you'll lead, will lead to your launch. There's no earliest time. But honestly, I feel like no later. And I know you guys are going to get mad at me when you hear this, but I, I don't like to start. I mean, like I'm ongoing at this point, but if I were to start fresh, I would start six to eight weeks out because 
I'm not one to do a ton of paid traffic. Now, if you're going to pay for traffic on like Facebook ads or something like that, you can go a little bit closer. You can be at the four week marker, maybe, yeah, the four week mark to let people know you're there and to build your list. But for me, I'm always like shying away from paid ads for some reason. Right now, not so much, but normally I'll start with the organic, me sharing it, me scheduling it everywhere, all that kind of stuff. So that's what I want to say. And Stu McLaren, who's the founder of Tribes, which is an amazing course, by the way, um, he's been building his launch list for Tribes for like months. I think he starts in mid or late January and he starts then. He starts building what he calls his launch runway then. Um, so it's up to you. The longer you have, the more you can build your audience, get to know what they're struggling with, get to know if they're actually your right audience. That's another piece that we go into inside Fearless Launching. But regardless, like that gives you time to kind of pivot and figure out who you're dealing with. Because the worst thing that could happen is that you build your list and it's full of people that are amazing, are really nice, really like you, but are never going to be your customers. So that's that's a little bit heartbreaking after you spend all that time and you're like, man, I'm doing this. Okay, so the truth about the size of your list and making more sales. Um, it doesn't matter what size your list is. If they're your ideal customer, they'll buy and you just have to be willing, like temper your expectations to know that um, it's not necessarily going to happen on your timeline. <laughs> you know, something I talk about in um, the Message Lab, which is another program that I know a few few people here have been in, um, is that, you know, every person in your audience is building that relationship with you too. Like you're trying to build that relationship with them, but they're getting to know you. They're, you know, maybe trusting you, maybe what you're doing. They're looking for that proof or the right person to work with them or to help them or to buy from, or they're trying to see if they like your products or whatever the case is. And people build that relationship in different ways. Um, one of the things I really love to do is to think about what would your ICA, what would your ideal customer's love language be? You know, in terms of not necessarily, yes, in the traditional sense, if you guys know that book, um, but also think about where they, where they build their trust. Is it on video? Is it with audio? Do they like to be with you in a live setting? Do they, do they like to just, you know, look at your worksheets. What is what is the thing? How do they behave when they are going to when they're about to buy something? <laughs> when they're about to start loving you. Um, but think about what is your ICA's love language with that, um, because it isn't about the size of your list. I mean, the the first launch of Fearless Launching back in 2012 was, I think I had under 500 people. And um, my goal was to get 20 people into the program. And I think there were like 25, which was fine with me. Um, it was the very first time I did it, did any program. So just just know that um, it, it does take some time, but it doesn't mean just because you don't have like 2000 or 1000 people that you can't launch something.
And by that same token, you have to understand that when you do have a smaller list, you do want that interaction between you and the list. You want to be open. I, I want to encourage you to be open to reaching out to people. And I have a lot of pushback on this, but when your list is smaller, you have the you have the ability to actually connect with each and every one of those people. And if you're doing a coaching program and you know there are certain people who always open your email, well, you're gonna reach out to them and ask them if they wanna be in your coaching program, you know? So you, I really want you to think about that. Like you're gonna, it's gonna be a little bit more hustle. It's may not be like the amazing evergreen funnel that you're gonna, that you're gonna build at some point maybe. And it might not be as automated and as, you know, hands off as possible. In fact, you wanna be hands on when you can for as long as you can. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode, which was taken from a recent Facebook Live. I'm going to also put the link over to that. So if you want to go over there, join that conversation. There's a little bit more to the end of the live, which was a Q&A, more Q&A with the members and the people who joined that. But if you want to head over there, I will put that link in the show notes. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening this week. And if you have any questions about any of the content that we cover or you just want to know when we're going to do it again, make sure to go to ansamoyla.com, get on our list, and we will be talking to you very soon.